Hi, everyone. Why do some stocks go up 100% and others don't? You might think, well, obviously, some companies are better than others. That's stating the obvious. But what if you use the same criteria to select the company which went up 100 200% as you did the one which went down? And yet one went down, the other one went up. How did you get those? And does it matter if the vast majority were up and you had a few dogs and it didn't matter because on average, your performance was a lot better? So I did this experiment, okay? Last, uh, I think it was around July time, last roughly July time, I created uh, a spreadsheet, okay? And I called it my approved list. <clears throat> it was part of my approved list program. And we listed stocks which were on the approved list. In other words, stocks and companies which met our criteria of valuation. In other words, is the company company share price relatively cheap to its profits, to its sales? Is it growing its profits relative to its share price at a good rate? And a few other factors such as discount cash flow, you know, sort of complicated things which accountants love. But as a measure of valuation, did it tick that box? Did it tick the box of also earnings growth, sales growth, strong cash flow growth? Was it in the top 10% of companies by cash flow, capital returned on cash invested? Because we knew from Goldman Sachs's research that those companies generate about 30% per annum on average over the long term, 30% per annum share price return. Did it also tick the box on outperforming the market, having relatively low volatility and consistent outperformance? So we had to make sure it ticked a whole lot of boxes, and then we put it into our approved list. So we launched this last July. I want to show you the 12 months. Why 12 months? Because I hold stocks for 12 months. 12 months ending November, because we're in November as I'm recording this. So the 12 months ending November, this was our performance. Okay, and you can see there's a whole bunch of stocks which are up, well, this one's up 300%, that's 208, 208, 201, and so on. I'll come to those in a second. And the vast majority were up either 50 to 100, and then you had a few which were up, say, 46, and so on and so on. The question is, well, why were there any, which given the criteria were the same, why were there any which had fallen? Well, that's really important. And I'll tell you why it's important. If you could find a set of criteria which excluded the ones at the bottom and only had the ones at the top, you'd only pick the one which won 318%. Let's just go back for a moment. I'm just going to blow that other screen up for you. So, Because what I want to show you is, well, actually, what then happens, what then happens if, and by the way, that's the average performance, it is, uh, this phenomenal, let me just share that screen. Okay, it is a phenomenal 53.4%. So what actually happens, what actually happens if you could pick just one? Well, you can't. Anybody who had that level of resolution would only pick one stock. Even Warren Buffett and Bill Gates don't do that. So you pick a basket. That's why you pick a basket. Now you know why you pick a basket. And the average return of the basket great, 53.4%. So what do you care if there were some dogs 
in that criteria. You don't keep looking for the ideal criteria. Yes, top performers, as I mentioned. Now, did I know that ahead of time? No, I knew they ticked the boxes, but I didn't know Crocs was going to go up 209%. I don't have that kind of fashion sense. Had I known it, I would have put everything into Crocs or Elos. And here's something important that I want to teach you as well. Do I know what Elos does or Javier does or Adesso does or Soltec does or Flex LNG? Well, LNG, presumably uh, liquefied natural gas. But do I know what the others do? No. You see, to me, what's important is companies are factories for making money. And therefore, the metrics to measure them are profits, cash flow, balance sheet. So you've got your three sets of accounts. Okay, you've got to look at the valuation, growth, income, momentum of the share price, volatility, uh, consistency of the share price, outperformance of the market. Are they doing all of these things? Then whether they're making sausages or silicon chips doesn't matter. What matters is the share price and money. Obviously, all those aspects of money. And if I could predict and get just the one stock, I would have just put everything in that one stock. Like I said, these were the ones which generated over 100%. So if you had an Alpesh index of my approved list, <clears throat> which, like I said, we launched it last July and we updated each month. Why each month? Why not every day? Well, it's investing for 12 months. Why do you need to uh, uh, update it each, each day? And also, you're holding for 12 months. So if you happen to be there in July, you hold for 12 months. You didn't care about the other list unless you, more money came along. But so this is the end of uh, uh, to this. This is from November 2020 to 2021. And one of the most fascinating things we saw from this is not that the bulk of the stocks or a large number generated so much. There was a tailwind. I can't take credit for it. There's a tailwind in the market. And of course, we pick companies with good financials. Okay, it's not the first time I've been doing this for about 20 odd years, by the way. It's just the first time I made the approved list public. But this price distribution is what blew my mind. When we look at the price distribution of our approved list, which we believe we've never bothered really doing, I mean, sort of had an idea and an inkling. Okay, so what you see down there are numbers 1, 1, 21. Now, what that means is all the stocks which were between 1.1% to 21.1%. This box here means 21.1% to 41.1%. And this box means all the stocks which are above 138% return. Okay, <clears throat> the software just pick those numbers, right? That's why they're not rounded numbers. And what you can see is, yes, there was a whole bunch of stocks which were above, which were above, I'm going to try and I'm going to draw on here now if I can be clever enough to do that. Okay, there's a whole bunch of stocks which were everything above, okay, everything this side is above 41%. And 40% is my annual target. Now, some years you do better, some years you do worse, depending on the tailwinds of the markets, obviously. Obviously, all of these were above 41%. Of course, I only wanted to pick just those, if I could. Actually, the ones I wanted were just these. Nobody in the history of the world, other than the lucky gamblers, have ever just picked those alone. And you've got to try and get it every year, don't forget. So what about these, which were under 40%? Well, look, some were negative, yet the criteria we used were the same. That happens. What you've got to make sure is that the negative picks, and they'll happen no matter how stringent your criteria, and ours are taken from, well, Nobel Prize winners. We used the research of Richard Thaler, 
Daniel Kahneman uh, uh, and Eugene Feynman, all three won Nobel Prizes in economics. And if you want to know uh, that I've been using their research, see those books that I've written over my shoulder, I've written those books over my shoulder, uh, those economists are mentioned in those, let alone in my Financial Times column. So we use that research, and yet you still, out of the same criteria, get some bad eggs, as it were. And then you've got some which are, you know, they're not bad, 0% to 40% can't complain. But I wanted to share that distribution because I don't think a lot of people realize that that's how things uh, come out. By the way, if you look at the long-term performance of any hedge fund, their return distribution will look like this as well. Curious little uh, anomaly, as it were. just wanted to share that with you. And these are the stocks from the approved list of last November, November the 20th. Uh, sorry, November 2020. And as I record this, I'm speaking in November 2021. Uh, and I want you to know, you know, if you might look at this in future years, at least you know what's time stamped. Now, <clears throat> that's the performance. Okay, and that's how it happened. Now, actually, in any universe, whether it is school kids in a private school, whether it is products you're developing, whatever it is, you're going to get a distribution curve like this. Now, I know you're thinking, no, you'd get a normal distribution curve. Well, actually, think about it. This is this is a normal distribution curve of sorts, okay? And this is what it looks like if you put all the companies and the names by performance. Because I could not know in advance that these companies were going to generate the most returns, I effectively would be better off trying to pick all of that index and getting my 53% or a sizable subcategory. What's a sizable subcategory? Actually, I think a sizable subcategory is about 20 odd stocks. You might, well, Abish, you might get unlucky and you might pick all 20 which are like this. Highly unlikely. You might get lucky and pick all 20 which are yeah, unlikely. You're probably going to get out of a random sample, a sample size of 20, you're probably going to get your 53% in any event. Hmm, safer, maybe even to buy all of them. I just wanted to share all of that with you. Like I said, we, when we launched this approved list, which is now part of, uh, now part of the, uh, we merged it. We added the approved list to the Great Investments Program, uh, but uh, that was back in, I think it was November time last year, roughly. So about a year ago, uh, when we launched it, uh, uh, when we three months or four months after we launched the approved list, uh, we didn't expect the markets to do what they've done. And that's another important point. My job is not to forecast what the markets are going to do. It is not to gaze into a crystal ball and say to you, oh, I think what's going to happen in the future is this, and I've got a better crystal ball than anybody else. That's not what it is. My job is to make sure from our end, we've done all we can to prepare for what may come. A bit like a sailor setting off to sea. We've just got to make sure... Have we looked at valuation, growth, income, cash flow, everything at our end? Then, if the seas are choppy or not, or a pilot preparing to cross the Atlantic, if it's a tailwind or a headwind, hey, we're still getting to our destination. If it's a headwind, it might take a bit longer, so we won't get the 50% this year. We might only get 0%. Who knows? Okay, stock market crash. But we'll get to our destination eventually, and our destination eventually being 40% per annum, and that's over the longer term. We're not in the gambling business of saying this sector is going to be hot. This is the future technology. This is what's going to happen. And why aren't we? Well, how many foresaw COVID? Yeah, Bill Gates, apparently. That's about it. 
we didn't. So why would we want to be in the forecasting business if we can't even forecast something as big as that? We want to be in the resilience business. We're sort of in the insurance business. Insurance business to try and get a 40% return per annum through valuation, growth, income, cash flow, outperformance of the market, consistency, i.e. low volatility. Yeah, there's a few other things we'll look at, like discount cash flows, which falls into that subcategory. But I hope that gives you something of a perspective of what is required to be done and what should be done and how you should be looking at ticking every single box and picking from a large universe of stocks. Don't just pick, don't be racist in your stock picks and just pick British companies. There's 10,000 equities which are listed on the US and the UK exchanges. Picking out of 10,000 is enough. You don't then need to go and say, oh, I can't get Vietnam. 10,000 is enough of a gene pool of CVs, CVs of companies who are going to manage Basically, that's what companies do, manage your inheritance or your child's inheritance, your pension. Once you've got that 10,000 companies, you narrow it down through those criteria of value growth income to the top half a percent, you pick 15 to 20 out of those. And you can see from the screen the ones which were in our approved list as part of our approved list program, as I said, when we launched it last July. It's something which internally we've been well i invented and created and been using and innovated for over 20 years but it's just uh it just made sense to make it uh well draw out i guess because the technology is here you couldn't actually even do this before and do videos and show people all of this so easily and record it so easily um but just give you an insight into how that stock selection process goes and the funny thing is how many of those companies did we meet none how many directors presentations did we listen to where they tell us how wonderful they are well rather like warren buffett and we agree with him none what are they going to tell me just how brilliant they are of course how many bottom fishing companies were we looking at ones which had crashed and burned and speculated that they might turn around none we're not in that business i like to sleep easy at night why should i when i got ten thousand cvs Pick the one who says to me, I've never been to university, never studied, but I'm going to turn it around this time. No, none. And it's that sort of attitude and framework, which you've all got, common sense, you might call it, in everyday life that we just applied to stock picking and finding, uh, well, overall, the winners. Was every single one right? No, you can see the statistics and the data right in front of you. Will there be some years where there's more wrong than right? Yeah, if there's a headwind and the market just falls, then of course. And in market crashes, everything's correlated to the downside. There is no magic stock which you can pick, which only goes up in good times and bad. That company hasn't been created or invented yet. Maybe you'll be somebody who will invent it, create it. But that company hasn't been invented yet. It's not Amazon. It's not Microsoft. It doesn't go up in good times and bad. They have times when they pull back. But that's the kind of resilient company we want, maybe on a smaller scale, so it's got even more growth, which if the markets fall, falls back less when the markets rise, rises more. So anyway, for all the people who are on the approved program, um, congratulations and um, well done over the past 12 months. Uh, those of you who are on the approved program, you're now on the Great Investments program anyway. All the approved uh, program people were migrated to the, approved, uh, to the Great Investments program and then we closed the approved program because we just simplified things and made it all part of the Great Investments program. So welcome on board, all of you. Thank you very much. And we're hoping to do a lot more good work as the years go by as well. So once again, thank you very much.